Pashas Nasai, we have the Pasha of the Birkas Kranim. Which as we know is a mitzvah the Kranim have, and that is to give Taishra the Bracha. Taishra's mitzvah to get the Bracha, and the Kranim are mitzvah to give us the Bracha. And really it's a good opportunity to talk about the importance of giving Brachas. Especially in the discussion about Chinuch, is the importance of giving one's children Brachas. Yes, it's a minute in Klai Yisrael for parents to give their children brachas on El Shabbos. Just as an aside, that midnight actually comes from the Arizal. And it's brought in a very interesting way. The discussion there isn't that the Arizal used to give brachas. But as we know, the Arizal, from the age of a young child, was an orphan from his father. But it's brought in that on El Shabbos he used to go to his mother to get the bracha from her. In other words, Arisa understood the importance of brachas of parents, but as the child who received the bracha. And this was even in his later years when he was already the great man he was in his own right. His Talmudian pointed out, like, used to mention that he would go on El Shabbos to get a bracha from his mother. So we see the significance attached to a parent's brachas. But like I said, that might be specific to the Shabbos. So what I want to talk about now is in a bigger context, not just the Shabbos, but generally the idea of giving one's children brachas. Let's first talk about what's the idea of getting a bracha altogether. is a source of bracha. Even by the Kohenim. Even by the Kohenim. They're the ones who say the words of the bracha. But the Pasuk itself concludes, Yisrael Hashem says, I'm going to be the one to bless Klai Yisrael. So why do we need the agency of the Kohen? Why do people need to give brachas? So there are a number of different factors involved. The first one is a bracha of a tzaddik, a bracha of a nazim gadol. And the reason for a bracha is effective from somebody who is greater is really a bracha which is a tefillah. It's a bracha which is a tefillah that whatever the person is giving a bracha for is a way of asking that this should be, this should be, come to be, this should be HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan for you. And therefore, since somebody on a higher level, maybe his words carry more weight in Shemaim. So in that context, the bracha of a tzaddik has an effect. It's like the tefillah of a tzaddik. But we understand. When we talk about the, the brachas of the Kayanim, so let's make an interesting observation. And that is, we see today that the brachas of the Kayanim, there's two halachas. The first one is that a Kayanim wants to give a bracha, he has to oil the which means he has to stand in front of the shul, in front of Aaron Kodesh, already from the bracha of Ritzay. Or at least he has to be making his way towards the Dukhan during Ritzay. This be Oikir Agraf. And then the Kohenim don't do anything by Ritzay. Then we have the Brach of Moedim. Once again, the Kohenim don't do anything special. And then before Sim Shalom, that's when they give us the Brach. The Brach of the Kohenim ends with the Shalom, and then if we ask after that's Sim Shalom. And the question is, why is it broken into two stages? Why does it need one level place where the Kohenim are Oile the Dukhan? Where the Kohen has to come. Uh, forward, so to speak, and that's during the day. 
And then there's a second stage, and then it's in the coin gives a bracha, and then it's before Simshara. And really, the answer to this question is understanding the reason why Koinim were given the instruction to bless Klai Yisrael. When, as we know, the bracha is coming from Hashem. And the answer is, as we know, that when we had the Avodah, the Beis HaMikdash. So the Beis HaMikdash served as the vehicle through which our bracha came to us. The Beis HaMikdash served as a meeting point, so to speak, between Eretz and Shemaim, the place where our Avodah was brought up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and in return, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's bracha was showered down upon us. And if that's the case, you understand the role of the coin also of being of a dual nature. The coin was the representative of Klai Yisrael to do the Avodah. But at the same time, the coin then became the vehicle. It becomes the vehicle through which the bracha comes back down to us. And therefore, like it says by Aaron, that he went in to bring the Korbanus, the Ketoris, and then he came out and by Baruch Hashem. And he became the Kondi for bracha for Klai Yisrael. And that's what we're showing today as well. The Kohen goes up to the Dukhan and we say the Bracha of Avodah. Where it says the Bracha is the Bracha And therefore the Kohen has to show that he's willing to do Avodah. The Kohen has to show that uh, he's stepping forward, so to speak, as uh, the Shlich of a Klai Yisrael to be the one to do Avodah. And then that entitles him when we get to the Bracha of our, we hope that our Tvidus have been accepted. And that in return, HaKadosh Baruch is going to show a bracha upon us, which is the bracha of Simshalom. So that's when the Kohen gives us the bracha, that the Avodah, the Tefillah, has been accepted by Hashem, and that Hashem in return is Barcheinu Avinu Kulonu Ke'echot Ba'or Panecha. Hashem is supposed to shine His countenance to us, which is also the bracha of Birkas Kohenim. Yor Hashem Pana Ve'elecho, and then Asi Ve'yesin HaShalom, and that's what you ask for. V'toiv Ve'enecho Devarech Esamcho Yisrael. So the idea of the second kind of bracha, the bracha of the Kohen, is really the the function the Kohen has as being the intermediary between the Jewish people and Hashem, our shliach to do the avodah and Hashem's shliach to bring back bracha. You know, in Eretz Yisrael, being as we have Virkas Kohen every day, it's something we probably don't value so much. It's, it's a day, regular part of the daily uh, cycle of Tefillah. But in Chutzlaretz, where Birgus Koinim is something which only happens in Yom Tov, so Birgus Koinim becomes something which is much more appreciated, much more looked forward to. It's even a brought in Halach. And that is that after the Koin has finished the Birgus Koinim, he shouldn't go back to his place during the Kaddish which follows Shmuel Ezra. And the reason for that is, is because people are going to stop him on the way to wish Mishakoyach to thank him for the Bracha and will distract the Tzibur from answering the Kaddish. And there was brought in the that the coin should remain in the Dukhan until after Kaddish and only after the return to his seat. So we see it was taken as a double poshet that once the coin finished giving the bracha, the whole tzibu would thank him as he passed him on his way back to where his place was. Once again, it was the value, the importance they attached to Brukas Kohen. I even remember myself as a little child when the boys in the shul would go outside during Khazar Sashat. So the guy used to come outside and say, quickly, everyone come back inside, Birkus Kainim. On the Yom Yom Tovim, when there was Birkus Kainim, it was something which no one wanted to miss. Now, it's true we benefit in Eretz Yisrael of having Birkus Kainim on a regular basis, but uh, that feeling for the value of Birkus Kainim 
something which maybe needs to be worked on more here. If we lose the importance of it, so then we don't appreciate the opportunity it is to get a bracha. And to get a bracha which is being countersigned by Hashem. That's the second kind of bracha. The bracha of a kain. We spoke about the bracha of an Adam Godel, whose bracha is a tefillah. We spoke about the bracha of a kain, which is really the result of the avoid of the kain does. And now we come to the third type of bracha, and that's what's maybe the most negative to us. And that is the bracha that you give another person. Not because you're a godel, not because you're a kayan, but because you're a friend or because you're a parent. And on that the Gemara also says, Don't disregard even the bracha of a simple person. What's the factors which are important in the bracha of a simple person? So we see it's a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah in the last Mishnah, Masechus Bracha says, in Chazal, in the time of the second verse of Mishmer Takana, that when a person meets a friend, he should greet him B'Shem Hashem. It brings the precedent for this in the time of the first verse of Mishmer even before that, in the time of the Mishkan, when it says, Boyas came from Beis Lechem, and he met the people who were reaping his field. He greeted him, Hashem should be with you. Not a greeting of, hello, how are you, what's the weather, but rather a greeting which was a bracha. Hashem should be with you. And they responded to him, Yibarechecha Hashem. You should be blessed by Hashem. So we see already here the concept that the way to greet somebody was with giving them a bracha. And this was important enough that Chazal made it to the Kona about it. This wasn't just a Midas Chasidus, this was a Hitkinu. It was a Takona Chazal, that's the correct way to greet somebody. Why was that so important? And I want to ask another question, which I'm sure everybody knows that Mishnah, but maybe a new question on the Mishnah. And that is, it's the second of two Takonas that Chazal made in the time of the second base of Mekdash. The Mishnah says that the first Takona they made was that in the, until that stage, in the Besamidash, they had been finished in every bracha, Barachat, Hashem Elikei, And they changed the Takona, that the Nusach of the bracha should be, Mina Oilam Va'ad Ha'oilam. From the world until the world. And the reason for that, the Mishnah says, Mishakilkilu Aminim Va'amru Ein Oilam Echod. At the time of the Minim, those who didn't believe in Torah Shabalpeh, those who were influenced by the Greeks and didn't believe in the spiritual reality, and therefore they denied Olam Abba. And so that Kaisal shouldn't be affected by that erroneous Hashkafa. So Chazal made a that every Brahu should say, Mina Oilam Ada Oilam, which was they did in the Besa Migdash, and that is to affirm and reaffirm that Mina Oilam from this world and Oilam until the next world. It was a Chizak in the concept of Oilam Abba. And then the mission says the second Takana, they made a Takana that everyone should greet his friend B'Shem Hashem. And here the Mishnah doesn't give the reason. Why did they make this Takana? What was it coming to achieve? What was it coming to solve? It's very interesting. The Mishnah doesn't say anything as to the reasons for the Takana. It just says what the Takana was. So, let's understand. The matter of being Mubarak another person, whenever you greet them, there's two. The first one is, it shows the way you feel to somebody else. If you see them, you inspire to give them a bracha. You should be matzliach. You should become great. That's the first point. Just saying hello to somebody or, have, or 
what's the weather or any other form of greeting is very neutral. Whereas if the way a person meets and acknowledges somebody else is with a bracha, so it shows that you want well for them. It shows that you're favorably disposed towards them. That's the first point. But there's a second point. And that is, for the person you're giving the bracha to, it's also indicating to them what you consider important. Otherwise, it's not a bracha. It's uh, something of a mockery. If you would greet a friend and say, yeah, I hope you become normal, or I hope you stay sane, or whatever it's going to be, no one's going to take that as a compliment, and no one means that as a bracha. But when a person says something, and he says it in the term of this should be a bracha, so then it's also an indication of what you want the other person to be. So if he gives on a bracha, you should become an Adam Gadol. You should become a big time Chacha. Whatever it's going to be. You should be Masliach in your learning. So then it's also an indication of this is the, so to speak, the esteem I hold you in, or the vision I have of what you can become. Now for the bracha, on the one hand, is a tefillah to Hashem. And on the other hand, it also indicates my feelings towards somebody else. And also my the esteem I hold that person in, and what I think I'm able of becoming. Now that's true for anybody. A person greets his friend like that. But Kalvachim is important for a parent who greets his children. Because firstly, that happens on a much more regular basis. And secondly, it indicates to the child what the parent's thinking of them, what the parent's expecting from them, or anticipating from them. The parent who regularly gives his child a bracha, he should grow up to be a tzaddik. He should grow up to be an Adam Gadol. He should grow up to be an Eved Hashem. So it's, it's being as the, the, the bracha is for something we look up to, something positive. So it first creates a sense of that you're happy for their success. You want them to be matzlech. And also, it, it is a, reiterates the goal plan, the the future that you will ideally want them to become. That's the value of a bracha. And therefore, something parents should do regularly. We do want our children to be matzlech. We do want them to know what we want them, what we want them to become. But instead of giving musa or giving drushes about what our expectation of them is, it's so much easier that that gets understood on its own by what you're always giving them a bracha for. That's what you're always wishing them that they should become. That's important. The way you mavarech somebody is a good indication of your expectation of them, of what you think that they're capable of. And therefore, it's a reminder and it's a mechazak at the same time. Now everybody on Rishchad Shivan or Erev Rishchad Shivan reads Tfilas Hashlah. If you actually look, the Tfilah didn't write that Tfilah specifically for Erev Rishchad Shivan. He said that something that a person should always be thinking about and davening for is his children's success in Torah, his children's success in the Vairas Hashem. And what better way to daven for that then when you see the child and you remind, now you're thinking about him because you see him, you meet him, so now think, this is the chance to daven that he should become the Nefet Hashem, he should become the Palmeiras, he should become the Adam Gadol. And the Tefillah can be no more than just that bracha. 
I see you sitting and learning, you should become a big time Farakam. I see you trying to be Mabatir, I see you doing Chesed, you're going to become a big Tzadik or a big Tzadikist. Yes, that's a Tfilah. It incorporates a Tfilah with a compliment, with expectation, with a Tfilah too. And now let's go back. Even the what's become common to greet somebody by saying Shalom Aleichem doesn't mean hello. It's a bracha. It's using Hashem's name or title, which is Shalom, which also means the concept of Shalom. Aleichem, you should be blessed with that Shalom. And now let's go back to explain the Mishnah. What was the reason Achazam made this takana? The Mishnah doesn't say. I didn't see the Mepharshim say either. Why did Chazal feel it necessary in the time of the second base of Mikdash to make it a corner that people should greet each other and bless each other and to use Hashem's name for that? So I'd like to suggest that we know that there were two, so to speak, recurrent problems, if you call it that, facing the Jewish people in the time of the second base of Mikdash. The one was the Minim, the Tzadikim, the Beitusim, whatever other name they gave themselves, those who didn't believe in the Torah, those who didn't believe in Torah Shabbat Peh, those who tried to weaken the Emunah, the Emunah Sechachom of the Jewish people. So that's the first reason. They can kill Kulu Aminim. And Kinegadet Chazal made the first Akana, and that was that we should say every Brachim in the Olam Vada Olam. We're going to remind ourselves and constantly remind ourselves about Olam Mubah. But then there was a second fault, which ran deep in Klai Yisrael during the second verse of Mikdash. A fault which would eventually land up contributing to the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. And that was the Sinas Khinam. The Sinas Khinam. Perhaps the reason Chazal made this Takana was to combat Sinas Khinam. Because if every time you meet somebody, you give them a bracha. If every time you meet somebody, you firstly let them know the, the way you feel about them positively enough to wish them a bracha. And at the same time, what the bracha is, is an indication of what you think that they're capable of. So what better way can there be than that of increasing the amount of Av in Klai Yisrael? What better way can there be to increase the friendship or the mutual, mutual admiration that there is between Jews? And that's uh, the kind of Rabbanan for anyone you meet. Kalvachim of one's children. Your children you're more invested in, you have much more of a responsibility to. It's getting to the habit of not just hello, how are you? In the habit of regularly being mavarech our children. Let's not just leave it to the El Shabbos or Erev Rosh Sivan. Regularly being mavarech our children. Not quietly between ourselves that the children can't hear. That they can hear. That they can hear what we think of them, that we can hear what we expect from them. That we can hear what we think that they're capable of. And most importantly, what is included in every bracha, is the Avas Chinam. The fact that we care about them. And then we can makayim that din of we've spoken about that the maila of being mavarich, the maila of blessing somebody else in a way which is going to increase the ava, but also increases their awareness of what we're looking forward to their achieving. Or we believe they're really capable of.